Hello and welcome back to the Public Eye podcast, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and as you know by now, throughout the series, I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how these companies have come to be, to gain some insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes over the next six weeks and subscribe to stay up to date. Well, today I'm joined by Irene Breen, founder of Bella Moon. Irene, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you. And just before we begin, I'll give a little bit of background into Bella Moon and then we'll come to you. So Bella Moon, you might be asking, what is this? It is a unique pregnancy pillow designed to support new mothers on their breastfeeding journey. Now, Irene's own experience of motherhood led her to create the product which supported and nurtured both mother and baby in a safe and relaxing space allowing mums to reclaim a little piece of tranquility in what is an exhausting time. Using her skills as an architect, Irene created an ergonomically designed support system, allowing mum to take some of the pressure of her tired limbs and muscles whilst she feeds her little one. Made from sustainable and naturally hypoallergenic bamboo, the Bella Moon is the perfect way to ensure that your baby is safe and cared for and that nourishing your baby is a restful and restorative experience. Irene, that sounds gorgeous. You are very welcome to join us in the Granite Podcast Studio. So now that I've introduced Bella Moon to you and to the listeners, why don't we find out a little bit more about you and how it all happened? Obviously, um, what jumped out for me there in the introduction is you were an architect. Talk about transferable skills. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so this is about me. I have two little girls, um, Bella and Darcy, and um, my husband, Connor, and we live in St. Field. And yes, I studied architecture um, at Queen's University, Belfast. And um, I was always really passionate about design. I mean, design is everything to me. Um, I absolutely loved studying architecture. Um, the creative process just set my soul on fire. I loved wow. it. Um, so yeah, I've, I've always had this passion for design. Um, and I guess leaving architecture has been a very sort of gradual process and it hasn't been a direct jump from architecture to Bellamy. I've actually had numerous different ventures on that path. Um, So Bellamine is maybe my fourth or fifth um, entrepreneurship venture. Um, So yeah, it's certainly been a a journey where I have done a few different things, learned lessons from them and taken all those learnings and eventually came and uh, designed Bellamine itself. So design so, and creativity though is at the core of, of your essence really. Yes absolutely love it, love design. Um, but it's sometimes only when you've experienced something yourself and you see that there is something that the market needs exactly. and in your case it was having your first baby. Yes that's it, that's exactly it and like the story of Bellamine it began when my daughter Bella was born Um so She was a breastfed baby and typical of most or nearly all breastfed babies, they will feed on demand maybe every two hours or so, Mm -hmm. Um, day and night, 24 hours a day, (laughs) like it just doesn't stop. Uh So um, 
like as a first time mother, I was completely shocked by this. No one tells you these yeah, things, do no, they? No, like I was totally unprepared, <laughs> yeah. um, but very, very keen to, to continue to breastfeed because when you're preparing for motherhood, you know, you are advised by the NHS that this is great and you should really try this. And um, so I was really keen to, you know, do the right thing, as I'm told, mm-hmm. and, and try this. Um, so I researched, you know, how do other mothers cope with this? Because you know, it's so hard, it's isn't it? And so there's such pressure then on, exactly. on women and they feel, you know, like failures if, if they can't. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was exhausted. Um, so in order to manage my exhaustion, I discovered this position, which is called the lateral feeding position, mm-hmm. which is where you can lie on your side to feed your baby as you're lying down on the bed. Um, so... I began trying this out to see, you know, if this would work. And maybe I think Bella was maybe two days old and I literally was tripping with exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried it out and it was inc- like I had, I felt this whole rush of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and later I became, I, I became aware that this rush of love is the hormone of oxytocin, right. which is the love hormone, which comes out in breastfeeding. It's, you know, it's, it's this whole intrinsic thing which creates a bond, an incredible bond between you and baby. So I felt this for the first time when I was lying in this lateral position. Um, but I also felt absolutely terrified because I was lying down and I had so many fears that, you know, Bella was going to roll off the bed or I was going to roll into her. I was going to infringe into her space. Mm. You know, if my husband was present, that he was going to roll back on her. And I was spending all my time like wide awake and pushing him back. I was wrapping my legs into this position where I was completely um, static, where I was rigid, Mm -hmm. where I would not move a single millimetre while I was feeding her. Um, so I was taking her in and out of the bed and I was, you know, I was just really, really tired. And I just felt like there has to be a better way to do this. So simultaneously, whilst I was on my maternity leave with Bella, I was doing an MBA at Queen's. And as part of my MBA programme, um, we had an entrepreneurship module. And we had a lovely lecture, um, Maura McAdam, she was called, and she was basically training us on how to create a create a business, come up with an idea. You know, this is what this is how people start businesses. So she explained, if you're going to start a business, there's kind of like two ways about it. You have a problem and you either have a, um, you know, you have a solution, you either have a vitamin solution or you have a painkiller solution. So it's, it's like a nice to have or a must have. And for me, it was simultaneously at exactly the same time as I was doing this um, module. She was like, look around your home, your environment, your day to day routine and come up and write a business plan, come up with a business plan on um, something that you feel will solve a problem. So I went away and I was like, what is a problem in my life? You know, what 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 can, what problem can I solve? And, you know, a lot of people would say they had their eureka moment lying in bed at night. Like I literally had Indeed. my eureka moment lying in bed because I was like, well, this is my biggest problem. This is my torture at the yeah, minute. Yeah, like, I mean, this this is this is a real problem that exists for and it mothers throughout the world. And it can't just be you. you knew I know, I know, exactly. It. And I spoke to so many other mothers and they experienced exactly the same thing. Um, so I decided, OK, well, I am going to create, you know, I'm going to this is my painkiller and I'm going to write my business plan around this for my entrepreneurship module. And that's really how it started. And then 
after I did the module, I was like, well, my husband said to me, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's always coming up with ideas and he's always sort of like, no, Irene, that's not very good or that's not very good. And I sketched this one out and he looked at it and he said, what's that that you're you're drawing there? And I explained what it was and he's like, that's a really good idea. So because he said that and he had, you know, dismissed a thousand other ideas, I was like, well, I actually think, well, he believes in this. So I'm maybe there something. is something here. Mm-hmm. So um, did a lot of research, did a lot of, um, you know, searching around baby retailers, the internet to see what actually existed already that, you know, I could use. And there was nothing there that solved my problem. So um, I contacted some uh, contacts and invest and I was like, how do I start this? Where do where do I actually begin? So um, somebody pointed me in the direction of a program through Belfast Met. I remember it clearly. It was called Innovate Us. And it basically allowed people with ideas to make their own prototype. So I was like, okay, sign me up. I definitely want to do this. And um, I went to Belfast Met and they basically gave me a mentor, um, Lorna, who taught me how to use a sewing machine. She taught me how to design my own product. So basically went home and I said to my husband, right, I'm going to lie down on the floor with Bella. We're going to take an old sheet out of the cupboard and you're going to draw around me in this position. (laughs) So he took a felt tip pen and he drew around us in that position on the old sheet and I took that to my mentor in Belfast Met and I said right this is my pattern and this is what I want to create can you help me do this can you teach me how to sew so she taught me how to sew and we created the prototype from there and that was the first prototype and I used it with Bella and actually another funny thing I had to create a key part of the design was the anti-roll fin between myself and Bella at my Mm. stomach so I was like, I don't know how to make this. How am I going to make this? So I remembered my school days of art and making paper mache. So I ended up making the anti-roll fin from paper mache really? at home out of like old hangers and newspaper with flour and water and um, designed that was the it. Prototype. That was the prototype and I used it with Bella for so about you, six months. Now, I don't have the product. I wish we'd had the product in here. I'm looking at it though. I'm yeah. Googling here on my phone. Yeah. Um, so... Your husband drew round you. Is th- so there's actually a pillow or a cushion that mom lies on, yeah. baby lies on the side, and then there's that separating fin yeah. that stops you rolling on. on baby space. Yeah, wow. that's it exactly. Yeah. So why had that not been thought of before? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. No, it's great. Like, and it kind of solves a lot of problems, not just not just that problem. So, another key problem that you know you would have when you're lying on your side to feed your baby is you'll get you know a lot of pain and discomfort in your back because you are so rigid for so long. So, I created a like sort of a cocoon for around mother's back, neck, shoulders, hips, legs that allows mother to lie back and oh. actually stop clenching her muscles so tense you know I so remember tensely. that so well myself just feeling that rigid and I don't think yeah the, the shoulders ever recovered yeah it's so it's brilliant. such a common problem so yeah so it does that what about the swapping sides yeah so um so you can rotate the whole thing which is quite easy or um you can use the nursing nest which is the baby's side the baby's pod on its own and you can flip that over as well so it's it's quite easy to do and then um, the whole way through the development of this you had everything you needed to test the product oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> well my first baby bella was sort of like my little prototype tester yeah. and Hence the name yeah and so like i was designing it with her and changing things and then when we stopped breastfeeding my sister used it and she 
she was making recommendations and she was like you know that could be a pregnancy pillow when um you're not you know before baby arrives so we continue to redevelop it and my other sister was like oh that could be you know the base of that could be a nursing privacy cover for when you're feeding in public so by the time we had actually finished um, with all of our prototyping and testing, we had seven different functions of Bellamine. So what became what started out as one idea to solve one problem became um, twenty five different ways to use the product. So, Unbelievable! Yeah, it's it's been great. And that was great for you, for your sister, for the family. Yeah, you want to take this to a bigger market? Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> Yeah, so then then the real work began and obviously I went back to work as well. So I was a full-time working mother and I was trying to do this um, in my evenings and my weekends when Bella was asleep. So I um, got in touch with Invest and I and they helped, you know, with all of the, um, you know, put me in touch with all the right people, the consultants that I needed to help me, you know, from a professional product design perspective. Patenting the idea and everything. Yeah. Like that, yeah. So brought it to a patent lawyer mm-hmm. and we have we filed a patent a few years ago and actually a few months ago we got through that it's going for patent approval. Brilliant. We've trademarked it in uh, all over the EU and China and we've also trademarked it in the USA and that's all granted as well. So that's all been going on. Um, we also had a huge amount of testing to do. So we did a lot of independent testing because of the very nature of the product being a baby product, you want to make sure it is as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. So we've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds on um, all of the testing as well. But um, What about finding the right investors? Yeah, so I have gone through every means possible to fund Bellamine. Um, like every path that you can take, I've taken it. Um, it's been such a journey. So I had nothing. I was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I was not earning any money. Um, and basically the first thing that I did, and um, because I was a student at Queen's at the same time doing my MBA, I started to enter entrepreneurship competitions that Queen's University were holding. So the very first competition I, answer, I entered was called What's the Big Idea? And I had to stand up and pitch my idea and I won £200. And that to me was like winning the lottery <laughs> because that to me said, right, I have £200. It's not for me. It's for Bellamoon. It's yeah. for my business. I'm going to take this to the bank. And I literally went down the road with my cheque and opened the bank account. And I said, that's it. I'm going to put this in. And at this point, I hadn't really told anyone else about the idea, bar my husband and who I'd done the pitch to. And I sort of went out there and I sort of declared it then. I was like, this is my new business idea. I'm doing this. So people were, ne- were then starting to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. So I had no way back and I had to keep going forward. So I kept entering um, various different entrepreneurship competitions that would pop up here and there. I became an Invest NI client and that opened me up to getting grants. So I went down that road to get funding, to get grant funding. Um, I mean, overall, the whole thing from start the, the start of it to being ready, market ready, cost me £80,000. Oh, my word. And okay. I had to, I raised that money from zero. So it all came from Invest NI grants. I did a crowdfunding campaign where um, I put it out to market and I asked people to, you know, invest in the product as a crowdfunding campaign does and they would receive it. And um, that was terrifying but also really really exciting how did Um, it do it raised ten thousand pounds in two weeks (laughs) that's amazing it was brilliant um and then one of the real high points of um bella moon was 
when I entered the Santander Entrepreneurship Competition, which was a huge national competition, and the the prize was twenty thousand pounds, and you're against you know one hundred and twenty students from all over the UK, and I went through the whole process. It was a nine month process, and like the, a baby. the final <laughs> was in London in the West End in a theatre, and it was all lights and it was all music, mm. and I was pitching in the final. I made it to the final twelve. It was like the X Factor. <laughs> And um, they announced the winner and I was the overall winner. I won the £20,000 and it was just like the most incredible moment. But it was exactly what I needed. You even look emotional talking, remembering it. Like it it was, I literally felt like I had won won something incredible. Like it was so huge to Mm -hmm. me at the time because it meant that I could make my dream a reality. Like I don't know what I would have done had had I not won that because I didn't have the money that I needed to pay for the inventory to pay for the marketing to pay for the website I mean all these things happened um at just the right time almost like serendipity um it just it it all sort of fell into place it you know it was a because of your hard work yeah I was going to say it wasn't it probably wasn't luck it was I think it was a a combination of um a lot of hard work a lot of dedication working you know every hour until it all fell into place yeah and then also being you know the right time as well I think it was you know every all the timing was quite was quite good um so ultimately then I launched Bella Moon at um well I launched it online because online is is the way forward um and the following week I launched it at the baby show in London but I remember so well my first sale it was my husband and I went to Pizza Express and we were sitting in Pizza Express and all of a sudden my phone just went cha-ching because your phone makes a little cha-ching noise when you get a sale and I was just like what's that noise <laughs> I've never heard that, that before <laughs> <laughs> and it was my first sale oh so we were sitting in Pizza Express and I was just like oh my this goodness we just had a sale like I literally wanted to get up and dance around was the restaurant one item just or? one just one sale and that was it. And um, after that, then um, the sales started to come in slowly but surely as we became um, more well known and as people heard about the product. And I mean, I had hardly any money for marketing, like it was a couple of hundred pounds a month I would spend on marketing. So, you know, it was it was all very low key. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or email us at inquiries at granitelegalservices.co.uk today. Were you doing it mostly yourself? I mean, how oh, yeah. you didn't have to, you could, you hadn't got the money to pay for a big advertising company. No, so I what did no you money. use? Socials or what, what channels? Yeah, or what? really low cost social ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did that first sale come from? Uh, I think, well, because I had built up a Instagram community and I had told my story on Instagram, there was a lot of people who were like really excited about it. And they were like, I can't wait for you to launch it and I can't wait to buy it. And when I launched it, you know, I obviously went out to my community and I said, okay, it's now live. And I think a few hours passed and I was like, oh, 
tumbleweed. Like, why? where's all the people that said they wanted to buy it? And then um, eventually there was the cha-ching and then they started to come after that. It was like, oh, phew, thank goodness for that. I, but, you know, just, there was a bit of a lag, a time delay between <laughs> launching oh, it and the sale coming. The pressure, the pressure. It was. I was like, what? You know, what, have I done the wrong thing? Oh, <laughs> but no, it worked, out, it worked out really well. And so. hopefully that was the first of many sales. Yes, and then we had the the launch in the Olympia the following weekend. And I mean, I talk about we. It was me on my own, the royal we, fly, <laughs> flying over to London with all these um, like products and you know those like um, stand displays Pop-ups and, and yeah. like oh, oh my goodness, like breaking my back trying to get to from the the airport to the Olympia and setting this up and it was so overwhelming you know for the first time I'd never done anything like this before hugely daunting to do that all on your own but I suppose you had a little baby as well so do you bring do you bring Bella or do you (laughs) you leave her at home you know no she stayed at home and she was with I think her grandparents at the time when uh, pre-covid days and um, my husband flew over on the Sunday to help with me help me with the stand and my sister who lived in London gave me a bit of help as well so and how did it go when you when you introduced oh, it in the London market? It was incredible. Like I remember, um, the Royal College of Midwives came over and they were like, "We've never seen anything like this before. This is this is so good." And I was practically in tears because validated I was like, it's by them. So Whoa. good to hear this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, my first customer. Oh, I'll just never forget her. Uh, she was the loveliest person. Her and her husband. Um, you know, they came over and they were like, what is this? And I explained it to them and it was their first baby. And they were like, oh, we'd like to buy one. And I was like, yeah, are you for real? Oh, you're, you're are you actually, sure? <laughs> you, you, you really want to like give me your money for for this? Like, I can't believe I created this and this is this is actually happening. So there was those real sort of like pinch me moments that were happening at the very early stages, getting your first sales, talking face to face to your first customer. Um, you know, but seeing that's all probably happening. why they wanted to buy from you because... You know, you were there, you'd walked the walk, you yeah. knew exactly what the issues were yeah. and you'd found a solution to a really big problem yeah, for people. it is. Talk me through then, I mean, it's so exciting and it's very humbling to hear your, your experience and the emotion just watching you now, you're, you're going through it all again. What about keeping it sort of um, back to the business, trying to source manufacturing companies, getting brand awareness out and um, I know sustainability and... And the green message is really important to you as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, well, I guess by the nature of the product itself, um, you know, it's a natural product. Um, you know, breastfeeding is a natural thing. At birth, pregnancy, it's all so, so natural. So, and that's kind of the way, you know, that's my morals. It's my values. It's it's the way I live my life. Um so it was very, very important to me to make sure that it was made in a sustainable way. And yes, I did a lot of research on manufacture. Um, for my first manufacturer, I flew to Estonia and, you know, did a lot of research with that company to make sure we had exactly the right materials that were, um, you know, to, had no harm to baby and were also very good for the environment. So that was a key part. And then when we changed manufacturers recently, um, again, did the same thing. So, um. But besides that, you know, a lot of the other aspects of Bellamine, it's it's a baby product and people obviously use the product for a limited amount of time. So it was important to me that the product can be reused, you know, so it can be passed mm-hmm. from sister to sister, mother to mother. 
Um, so creating like spare covers where if you want to freshen it up um, rather than buying the entire product, you can just Great get idea. a nice new spare cover. And we've created these beautiful designs, which are all, you know, they have they have these lovely stories behind them. Like there's the fairy tree design and which is all based around the fairy tree that I live beside in Donegal. And then we have the feather nest design, which is all about angels and um, the moonstone design, which is all about ancient Ireland. So there's there's these lovely stories where people can get really involved with the product as well and we have a whole new range coming out next year and do customers like that do they like the irish twist they love it yeah Yeah, they really do yeah yeah Yeah. so it's been lovely and that's really sort of like sung to my creative spirit as well because it means that the product can continually reinvent itself through the design of the fabrics and the covers um but yeah back to the sustainability i've also made sure that like we vacuum pack the product part of the product so that it it reduces the impact of the environment on shipping um, which is really important as well and you know because it's passed on to different parents we sew the instructions into it so if you throw away the box or if you sorry if you recycle the box um, you'll always have the instructions there wow. sewn into the product so that's a wonderful idea yes. yeah um, all those things yeah you need to you think tell about that a woman those. came up with that one sorry that's <laughs> yeah. very, not very pc is it um you recently won silver in the junior design awards for the best product design for babies and then between that and your feature in vogue no. did you ever envision this level of success um, well, I mean, the Vogue piece was enormous for us and that's been something that's been on my um, target <laughs> list of things to do in my life. So to get it, you know, it. this uh, early in Bellamine has been has been wonderful. But at the same time, you know, success is relative and we're only at the start of our journey with Bellamine. Um, we have so much more to do. And I view success as, you know, of of the little things as much as the bigger things. So, like, for me, winning that What's the Big Idea competition where I won £200, you know, the very start of Bellamine, to being featured in Vogue magazine and, you know, having all of that amazing coverage five pages away from Beyonce was was just as good, you know, because... um, it's it's about how how much it progresses your business on and how how much you can get out there to mothers to tell them you know about what it is that you've created and ultimately how it can help them as yeah, well help them no matter who they are even if they're Beyonce yeah um what's been the most challenging part oh there's been a lot of challenges um throughout the the whole history of Bellamine so I think one of the most challenging things has been putting all the pieces together you know being a mother um juggling a full-time job going back to work after maternity leave um you know entering all those competitions raising the the funding and then um having my second child Darcy and knowing she was coming and knowing that okay we're gonna run out of stock soon and I've reinvested every penny into the business so I'm not gonna have any money to buy more stock so like what am I gonna do for you know finance how am I gonna grow this business so at that I think one of the most challenging points was for me saying to myself I need to I need to take this up a level and I need to get an investor on board and I need to find a way to to take this business from you know a tiny startup business to something big something that can grow worldwide something that has the capacity and the resources to grow worldwide um so 
whenever I found out that I was pregnant with my second baby, Darcy, I was three months pregnant, I decided uh, it was time to start to find an investor. And I went around all the investment houses in Belfast. I think it was four or five. And I pitched my idea to them and they, they all thought it was great. And they loved that I had proven the market already. And I think at that point I'd maybe 200 sales or something. And they were like, okay, yeah, we can see where this is going. Um, we can see the potential. You know, you've got your patent, your trademark, you've got everything there, albeit it's all a, a very small scale, but we can see where it's going. So I spent between three months pregnant and nine months pregnant securing investment that would allow me to take Bellamine to the next level. And um, yeah, thank goodness I did. I think, and you know, securing investment was tough. It was... Um, especially at eight and a half months pregnant when you're dealing with solicitors and, and all those things and you're getting into the nitty gritty of the detail. And I find the most perfect investor for Bellamine, uh, a lady um, who believed in me and my product and my vision um, and who didn't care that I was pregnant, Wonderful. who actually saw it as a huge opportunity, as did <laughs> I. Yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, we, I think I was uh, literally on my last week of pregnancy when all, everything was signed and the fund, the investment funding came through the day I gave birth. I was literally in labour. <laughs> it was all day. meant to be. It was, it was like, uh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. meant to be. What an incredible story. Um, what would you say are the best things and then the worst things about being your own boss? Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. If anything, this year has shown me the best and the worst things since COVID happened. So um, I think the best things is, yes, you can set your own agenda, you can set your own schedule. And that really worked out for me because, um, as I've just said, we secured investment and Darcy was day zero. And I now had to take this business to the next level. So, you know, I could set my agenda. I, you know... I I, th I think I took maybe two weeks of no Bellamine off and then for the rest of that but Darcy was coming with me to every single really? meeting in her like she was at our, she was at our board meeting our first board meeting in her little pram and my husband was there and he was rocking her in her in her little pram as we were trying to decide the direction of the company well, there's the pitch right there if you need <laughs> to model the product yeah, yeah it was and it was and she was fantastic actually for demonstrating yeah. how to use the product to our customers but yeah, so but can it, it be lonely as well when you kind of needed to be a mom too? It, yeah. What about hiring other staff? It was hard. Um, so yeah, I hired, and this is part of you know the difficulty. Um, I hired our first staff member, and part of the difficulty of of Bellamine in the first year was was not you know not having control of your agenda as well as much as having it because. You obviously you're a mother and that comes first and you're trying to do your work and you're trying to do it in the evenings and when the baby's asleep so having you know hiring the first person was an absolute game changer for Bellamoon and um I hired probably the best person I could have ever hired she was also a breastfeeding mother who had a baby that was like two or three weeks older than than Darcy and uh she was she's our marketing person but I think, yeah, like um, hiring her was, was great. And it's also risky because you're hiring someone who you're going to work with one-to-one. -one, and when it's a small business with two staff, 
you are completely reliant on that other person and it's you another know, you marriage to get really, on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um like during the interview we asked some really good interview questions, you know, like personal questions, you know, as well, like, you know, what's your favourite book? What's your favourite movie? You know, to, to try and get to know them and she uh we really gelled you know and i knew when i met her and when she came in for an interview that she was she was the person and i would so say that's to interesting anyone, you know with the personalities the different personality types you'd think maybe do i go for somebody who's completely different to me and have completely different skill set or do i go for somebody who's like me yeah i chose someone who was better than me oh, right and i chose that i chose that because i knew i i know my own skills and i know what my limitations are um, and I could see the skills that she had in marketing and I could see, well, I there's no way I can do that. So choosing someone better than you, it's a little bit intimidating in a way because you're kind of like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to hand over all this responsibility to someone um, to mind my second, third baby. Um, but she uh, has done a fantastic job and I think that's probably the best decision that I made is hiring someone who is better than me in that in that particular skill. You're not an island you can't do it all either and you have to grow it's been a really challenging time for people and to take on another member of of staff when a pandemic hits um, it's worked out for you but 2021 really is your year Um, okay there's still a lot of uncertainty around but it's an exciting time for Bella Moon. Yeah, so we have huge ambitions for 2021. Um, I mean, looking back, 2020 2020 was challenging with COVID and everything. And okay, it's maybe slowed us down a little bit, but we have so much more to do. So we are going to uh, launch into retailers this year. So we've already spoken to the likes of John Lewis and Boots. And we are going to launch in USA this year. So we've already started all of our um, compliance testing for USA and we're getting ready to launch our website there. And I mean, we've already um, made lots of sales in USA and all around the world, actually. I mean, I think our product is now in 20 different countries and we do already have retailers in Singapore, in Kuwait, in Estonia and um yeah we've touched we've touched lots of markets we've touched them all in a light touch so far because it's such early days but we have huge ambitions to grow this and and we will because it's it's part of our vision Irene, a hugely inspirational story to anybody listening who has a business or indeed has a dream to start a business and i know my takeaway is definitely If you're thinking of starting out, either find that vitamin or a painkiller. And you have found the (laughs) painkiller for nursing mothers globally. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you today on the Public Eye podcast. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. You can join me on the next episode when I'll be talking to Shane Neary from Neary Nogs. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.